Now, Father Tony Percy with The Word. This week, for Social Justice Sunday, Father Tony tells us about Pope Leo XIII and the encyclical Rerum Novarum. This Sunday is the 21st Sunday of the year, and we have the great act of faith of St Peter in Jesus, and Jesus responding to Peter and saying, You are the rock on which I will build my church. Peter becomes the first pope, and Pope Francis is the 266th pope. It's been a long history. We've been proclaiming the love, the truth, the forgiveness, the mercy of Christ for a long time. In fact, way back until the times of Abraham and Sarah. So it's been over 4,000 years of history. And the question, of course, arises, how has it been possible for an institution to survive this long? The reason, I think, is because of the church's faithfulness to the truth, the truth of God and Christ, and also because of her ability to be able to change with the times. Most of the modern commentators tell us that the first truly modern Pope is Pope Leo XIII, who was born in 1810, died in 1903, was elected Pope in 1868. If you go to YouTube, this is a very much a fun fact, if you go to YouTube, you will see that he is the earliest born person to be filmed. When the, the technology came on, he's the earliest person to be filmed. Just check it out on YouTube, it's quite a fun fact. The commentators tell us that in five areas that Pope Leo XIII moved the church forward systematically in five ways. Firstly, by restoring the theological method that St Thomas Aquinas had developed in the 13th century. St Thomas was very insistent on using both faith and reason in trying to discover the truth and to adhere to it. The church had somewhat lost it. And St Thomas said these are two great lights or two great wings on which we move to God. And so Leo XIII was very insistent on St Thomas's method. Of course, St Thomas's content is very rich indeed, but really his method was the thing that he was after. And that has been a lasting legacy for the modern church, for us, for you and me. Secondly, Leo was insistent that the archives, the Vatican archives would be opened up, letting us see our history, all the good points and all the more difficult points. He said, because we have nothing to fear by knowing the truth. And history contains many truths for us and many lessons. Thirdly, he wrote the first social teaching document at a time of great change, and I'll come back to that in a moment. Fourthly, he uh, importantly opened up or established, really, the biblical, pontifical biblical commission, which then said, look, the word of God has to be at the centre of theology and also the centre of spirituality. Because of the Protestant insistence on private revelation, Catholics had, had not uh, read the Bible for many years openly and fruitfully, and that was not a good thing. And so the church, through Pope Leo XIII, said, no, let's open this up now. We need to let God speak to us again in the fullness of the, uh, the word, the scriptures, the Old and New Testament. Finally, Leo was very positive with the modern changes in constitutional arrangements between uh, what we call the separation or the distinction between church and state. He was very positive on the development in modern life. So that was uh, a welcome change. The previous pope before him was a guy called Pius IX who received the nickname Pio Nono because he was largely negative to many modern things, but not so Leo. I like to call him a faithful evolutionary. Not revolutionary, but evolutionary, faithful evolutionaries. He was very, very faithful to the truth, but very open to modern change and what was happening in the modern world. 
Back to that social teaching document and we'll finish on this. There were two great challenges there. One was the Industrial Revolution was producing enormous amounts of wealth, but it was only getting into the hands of a few people. So that was one challenge, the disparity of wealth. People moving off the land into the cities. Great poverty for the masses, but the money just locating in the hands of just a few wealthy people. And then the socialistic doctrine, the Marxist doctrine, saying, well, the best way to handle this is to socialise all the property. So Leo came out with this social document called Rerum Navarum of New Things, and he says, look, if we go down the route of socialising property, this will be no good at all because there's no incentive then, and therefore people will not produce wealth, and therefore you'll have no way of distributing wealth because you won't have any wealth. So he said, no, the best way is to really push the right to private property. And this will encourage people, give people incentives. And this is the best way then to spread the wealth across a nation. And this has been true, particularly in a country like Australia, where we've seen a tremendous amount of people in the middle class because of such notions. A John Stuart Mill, of course, was very strong on this as well at the at the time of the Industrial Revolution. But Pope Leo backed it up with this fabulous teaching document. In that document, there is a, a sentence in there which I think is very important for all of us who want to engage in the social matters and social change. He says, we can all see the, the problems that are before us with our eyes, with, that, with our reason. But he says, we have to look elsewhere, in brackets, God. We have to look to God for the solace to our problems, to the solution to our problems. We, we can't possibly think for a moment that just because we can see the problem with human reason, we're going to be able to solve it with our own efforts. No, we need faith. We need the strength of God, the grace of God. Pope Leo XIII, the earliest born person to be filmed, the first truly modern Pope in a tremendous history of the church.